Welcome to Old Town New World. We're here in Old Town Rock Hill, South Carolina, and uh, at Millstone Pizza on this beautiful, beautiful spring day. And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA. Of course, all, as always, before I introduce my guest, behind the mic is behind the mic, Micah. Say hello, Micah. Good job, well done. All right. And joining me here today, I have Miss Caroline Elizabeth Reeves. Now, first question I know is any relation to Christopher or Kiana? No, not not specifically. We we talked about this before, but uh, that was all a little lie I would tell people when I was growing up in Catholic school. Yes. Yeah. There was how Keanu was distant relative. A distant relative, and my stepmother would help me do it, and finally I got called out on it. I think at some point I was even supposed to go to like a movie premiere. It was one of those oh, wow. things. That, yeah, wow. But you know, oh. Catholic school is boring, yeah, and there was 30 got, of us. Without Keanu, Catholic school's not much, huh? No. <laughs> without that, or what was going on then, I think, you know, some horrible boy bands and things like that. So, so Catholic school. Okay, so where was this? Uh, I grew up in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. Um, Durham, and you left there after high school? Uh, yeah, I went to college at Appalachian State for a uh, lovely six years of pure academia. And uh, then I actually, literally, I think I was home from college maybe about two weeks and started as an intern at Springs Creative. So Springs Creative is across the street here from where we are right here in downtown Rock Hill. And uh, we've talked about them in the past on the podcast. We've had a couple of employees from there. And you started at Springs Creative, so you were applying for jobs at Springs Creative here in Rock Hill. And what did you get hired to do there? Uh, I actually, I needed an internship to graduate. And I had some sort of connection, uh, possibly a former boyfriend, uh, who somehow knew Derek and got me Susan McLaughlin's email. And I started there. And they gave me an internship. And I actually worked for Alicia in licensing. But what is my favorite story about starting at Springs was the first day, I mean, I'm just graduated from college. I'm in my first suit. You know, I had a borrowed car to get here. So like a superhero suit? No, not a superhero okay. suit. Like, well, I felt like a suit. I either felt like a superhero or a loser. I, knowing me, I probably did feel like a superhero. Okay. Uh, but so they pull me in and, oh, hey, Carol, this is Carolyn. She's going to be an intern here. And uh, literally the creative director at the time, her name was Jill Kennedy. She went, hi, this is really awkward, but the lady who's going to train you has actually just been told she's fired. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. So three days I trained with this chick who knew I was ultimately taking her job for half the pay. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, we were good friends at the end of it, and I think ultimately that I was able to turn that into a positive relationship. Yeah. Helped me elevate, elevate, elevate myself pretty quickly. So, so. that um, job that you ended up getting, that is the job that you still have now. Oh no no. Um, so quickly from there, uh, oh well, first of all, I, after I cleaned up, I figured out pretty quickly after she, this woman who was training me left why she was being let go. Um, her, it was a mess what she left for me to do, but uh, Scott Frisch, who's my boss mentor, uh, he got told that I was some spunky little intern and that maybe he would be interested in taking me on and teaching me something. And we're on the specialty side, which I know y'all haven't done much. Yeah, we did FireGuard website. That's right. Yeah. All right, and uh, just to preface, specialty is such an umbrella of all sorts of things. And so he took me on as an intern and said, once you're done with your internship, if you do a good job, I'm, I'll give you a job. 
And so I became an assistant product manager for a couple of different textile lines. And then ultimately, um, I got sick of handing everybody a card that said assistant on it. Right. Because then people look and they're like, all right, well, where's the real right, one? Right. And so, you know, I, I kind of, I like to you think that I... You out the word assistant I, I black mark. like to think that I changed my own title. <laughs> yeah. And so, for the good of the company. For the, for the good of myself, yes, and the company, indirectly. And so now I manage our spacer fabric line, which um, I think y'all, no, I think Mary Hannah might have done our page for that, but... Um, Spacer Fabric is a, a fantastic performance textile that I do everything from children's seating, wheelchair seating, all, well, not automotive. That was a crash and burn sales call. Um, you know, geotextiles, bedding, mattress. So this is basically when you take textiles and you make performance-based kinds of products so that, that things makes things stronger, makes things more durable, that, that kind of fire resistant, yeah. like well, all that kind of thing. This, specifically with my text, will be taking something that has certain capabilities just purely based on its structure and putting an application where it can uh, excel. Okay. So putting it in a situation where moisture or temperature are issues and it's going to reduce sort of both of those. Okay, so it's, I mean, it's really about innovating. I mean, the products are all innovations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then it's about trying to monetize those by finding applications in the marketplace. Oh, absolutely. That is something that we do, I mean, especially as Scott, Fresh Kenny Parish, uh, George Booth, all these who I work with, they have been in the exposure to so many different industries. Uh, Scott, in particular, can go and look at something in one market. Like, you know, we walk tons of shows from Tech Tech Still, I mean, but so does Kenny Interzoom, and you see something in one application, and they have the creative lens to sort of put it into another. I mean, Spacer Fabric, was on tennis shoes, and now we put it on the side of mattresses. Wow. And there's nobody else you can credit with that other than Springs Creative. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk about, uh, I was actually just, uh, Monday, I just spoke at the National Main Streets Conference in mm -hmm. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a conference about revitalizing downtowns and whatnot. And so I was asked <coughs> to speak about um, recruiting and retaining millennial talent to your community. And so the first thing I talk about is um, how important a, a the, what I call the connected village, so like the cultural center of your community, the places like where we're sitting right now, you know, millennial generation wants to move and be around that kind of stuff. But the second thing I talk about is that you have to have jobs that are innovation-based, even if they're in the tech, in the traditional uh, industries. So like manufacturing, textiles, agriculture, all these traditional big industries that employ people, there's, you know, we might not be, I mean, we might be manufacturing something in China, but the sourcing, the innovation, the creative and technical services, the legal, the brand management, all that stuff's happening right here in downtown Rock Hill. And that's what brings people like you and keeps you here. It's because it's an innovative, creative job, you know? It's a really innovative, and, um, you know, aside from Courtney uh, Swift, who y'all um, talked with, you know, I... When I started here, I lived in a hotel for about maybe three months, country on suites on cherry, um, broke, you know, literally going down to the free breakfast and, you know, getting lunch and dinner. And you look at the um, person behind the desk every morning and you say, don't judge me. Don't judge me and give me some more free cookies. <laughs> Y'all yeah, are running low. And there's and nothing. I another you know, tube of toothpaste because I forgot mine. I don't have any yeah. toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, um, actually I think I, so then I ended up moving and staying here. But I really ultimately wanted to stay in Rock Hill. One, because I'd already spent enough time back and forth in Charlotte. And I thought, where the heck am I five days a week? Right. I'm in Rock Hill. 
Yeah. And what, what what do I not want to do? Sit in my car for any extended period of time. For and for my own personal safety, I'm not the best driver. <laughs> so, but now actually, um, I live about 400 feet from Springs Creative, three blocks from here, and that's fantastic. There's literally days where I don't leave a circle that you know the size of this area. Well, you know, um, I was listening to this talk about uh, urbanism, and uh, it was talking about the oldest cities in the world, and then it was talking about contemporary cities. And so it was showing, like, if you fly over Germany and you see all these towns, there's always, like, a mile and a half radius that constitutes, like, a village. And it's in the countryside of Europe, but it's also in the middle of cities. So if you look at New York uh, from the top down or Paris, you see these little circles. You can draw little circles that are a mile and a half radius. And within that mile and a half, you'll have everything you need. You have where you live, where you work, where you eat, where you, your pharmacy, your, you know, grocery store and everything. And so that is a very common way for people to to get together. It's very pleasant, you know. You don't have to drive and commute. I love it. Yeah. Oh, we're good. Thank you. I think are you? Yeah. <laughs> she she knows how much I like my Bellinis. Keep so you're coming. drinking Bellini. Yeah. What is what is Bellini? Uh, this is prosecco with a little bit of peach. It's you know delicious, honestly. It sounds delicious. It is. You're more than welcome to try some oh, of no, no, I'm just listening to it. It sounds delicious. It is delicious, but yeah. But yeah, I, I live uh, here. You know, if I'm not here, I'm probably at McHale's. We've gotten, we've gotten some new food places, you know, Flipside. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm excited because, gosh forbid, you drink a little too much. You know, I can leave my car and walk home. That's fantastic. Yeah. Safer for everyone. Oh, absolutely. And then I can walk to work. Walk back, you know. I don't walk as much as I should, but there's any time I do walk, I find that I always have a heavy box to carry. So that's how that works. Well, um, so if there, I mean, are you in a house or you in an apartment? I, um, I live with my boyfriend in a condo, okay, in a little townhome condo that his parents own okay. the whole property, and we live there together, and it's Really delightful. The brewery's going to back up to us, and we have our little dog. That's and the brewery's going to be on Oakland Avenue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to be great. Mm -hmm. I mean, craft breweries are blowing up all over cities all over the country. I think it's fantastic. If you need to drive by it, and have you seen it? No. It looks like it's going to have a fantastic sort of patio area, and yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Since I've lived here, I've lived here for four years. I mean, obviously, this used to be just a parking lot, if you yeah. recall. Yeah. You know, and... Re up until recently, I thought Rev and Flow was. I thought you might do something with exhaust or engines. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know. I thought you were going to say Italian restaurant, but. I, I did not think that ever. Okay. But yeah, and then, uh, you know, McHale's and, um, you know, thank you. And Jimmy John's has come, and don't think they're hurting for any business. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and, uh, I know Mellow Mushroom has opened out by the, the movie theatre, mm -hmm. so that's good. I was in downtown Augusta on Monday, and uh, have you been to Augusta? I've been to Athens. I don't think I've been to Augusta. It is. You know, it's where, of course, the Masters is, so the place is wealthy when that comes to town kind of thing, but the downtown is huge and beautiful, but it's empty and just, like, in bad shape. You know, it's like boarded up with uh, a lot of folks that just seem to maybe be in desperate situations, hanging out in front of everything. Just terrible state. But when you when you see past that and at the potential that's there, the downtown is just gorgeous. You know, the architecture is huge. It's just just wonderful. That's what I saw in Rock Hill 
when I came back here, and it's good to see it all coming together. You know? Um, I've oh, it's my understanding that Rockville used to be covered. Okay, so the the Main Street uh-huh. was covered and turned into an indoor mall. Like Mikhail's had a cover over it. Yeah. The whole Main Street, and the and the, instead of a street, it was tile floor. It was an indoor mall. You were inside a mall. That's I really can't picture it. I need to see a picture of this. It's surreal. So right here at the courtroom, there was a the building, and you went in the doors, and you were inside a mall. The entire Main Street had a roof over it, tile floor bottoms, and the faces of the Main Street stores were the front of the stores. Like you're walking down the mall, you know, and you see the stores. That's so strange. It was so strange. Yeah. Was it? How long was it like that? Surely, what the town wasn't built. No, 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 no. no. I mean, this was a booming area in the in the early 1900s. Uh, it was covered up, probably in the late 70s, early 80s. I'm gonna need to make a note to look this up. Yeah, and it was taken off in like 1996. So all of this that we see has happened since 1996. Yeah. Which I know that's now 20 years ago, but really that's not that long of a time if you think no. about it. You know? It's not. That's so, wild. So you pulled out your notebook here to make a note. Yes. For yourself on your calendar to do what now? Uh, so I want. I need to look up pictures. I want to see pictures of what Rock Hill looked like like this. So will you pull out this tomorrow and look at your calendar and say, Oh, today I'm supposed to look up about downtown Rock Hill. Yes, I will. I can write anything down. And I'll remember, I'll remember it that way, but otherwise, I mean, I don't, do you not keep a planner? You seem like a busy guy. No, I, I'm. You really know why? Yeah. I have a, go- a Google Calendar. So if it's on Google Calendar, I, I show up. That's how you work, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I've got to write it down and I'll remember it and, yeah. I, it, I have my is... inbox and Google Calendar. That's a, I pretty much run everything from there, which is not a good way. The inbox is not a good way to run things. No, no, I'm, I'm, this is kind of like, it's almost also like a diary. Oh, okay. Because I've kept, I mean, I have one for every year going back. God, I I bet I probably could scrounge up a decade worth of planners. Wow. And if I, like, have a good, I'll write, go back and write things down, like that I did. Yeah. Like, memorable things, and I'll go, I don't know, it seems pretty silly, but huh. things run together. Yeah, themes, even. So what does your boyfriend do? Uh, he is a uh, how do, uh, he's an appraiser for commercial real estate. Okay. Right now, he is actually up uh, in West Virginia working for the DOT. He's got an unbelievable amount of parcels of land. They're going to put in a parkway. Wow. Create some tourism, bring some more money to the area because it is, from what I understand, uh, it's you know uh, it's a bit rough maybe. What part of Virginia? He's right in Hinton right now, yeah. which is I think maybe an hour out of uh, Blakeney. If I said that right. So that's what he does, and he's up there and trying to make sure every person who's going to lose a little bit of land gets the most amount of money that they could ever get. Well, that's good. Yeah, he is. It's a lot of hard work, and, you know, he's... So what brought him to Rock Hill? He's born and raised, yeah. Oh, okay. He's born and raised. His um, family uh, has some different apartment buildings across town and manages that, and... Uh, his mother's a lovely, lovely lady who's a, 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 a nurse educator, I think. A nurse, but then she teaches at Piedmont. And so they're just lovely. That's great. Mm-hmm. I, I will say I lucked out when it comes to, like, potential uh, parents-in-law. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I've, I've had other boyfriends and, <laughs> you know, gotten some implicated like gifts and things like 
Like an exit sign wrapped up? In Not like an exit sign, but maybe like more than one copy of like the Bible. Oh, okay. Like I get it. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> I see what you're trying to say. So. <laughs> that has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Spreading the word, I guess, right? Now, how long have you been married? Oh, man, I've been married my whole life. I um, am married to my lifelong best friend. Uh, we were best friends since I was probably 16 in high school. Get out of here. Yeah. Now, where did you, are you from Rock Hill? I'm from Rock Hill, yeah. Where'd you go to high school? Catawba. It was, uh, it was a private school that actually closed and it was reopened by uh, Westminster, uh, which is like a Christian school. Where is it? It's uh, over... Uh, like off of 161, uh, where I don't know where the Harris Teeter is over on the other side of town, the Red Bull and Harris Teeter. Okay, right. If you go up that street, right yeah. by the side. It's Westminster Catawba now. Uh, I believe I believe my boyfriend attended there okay. as well. Yeah. yeah. It, so it might have been Westminster Catawba when he went there because yeah. I'm older than you. So I, I imagine he's probably around your age, but I'm guessing. But um, so anyway, um, I went there and then I went up to Charlotte Latin for my last two years. Then I went away for uh. Like I went to Columbia and then Asheville and then uh, Dixie moved up to be with me in Asheville. We lived there for eight years and then uh, moved back here when we had our first job. What, so you're a UNCA grad? Yeah. yeah. See, and I'm a mountaineer. I mean, you know the yeah, life. Yeah, I know, man. That was one. Of, I will say that was one of the hardest things for when I came back here, or not came back, but came here to live, was uh, I was really used to being able to go to the mountains and go on the parkway and go. On yeah, a drive, you know, it's not. There's not that here. Like, I mean, there's such a draw at uh, AF and Asheville where you can go out and hike, and you know, you have to really seek that out here. You do, uh, but I will say, uh, at the right time of day, a beautiful country road can be easily just as satisfying, especially right now. I mean, everything's gorgeous. No, I agree. I agree. But as far as you know, getting exercise outdoors, you got to be creative. So. But uh, I know I know the Riverwalk development was created to try to capitalize on the fact that we have a river. You know, it's, it's such a strange city that you have a river and the city's not built on the river. The city, yeah, especially with yeah, all the mills yeah. and production that we've had. Right. Yeah. And there's this legend, and I don't know if it's true. I've been told by pretty reliable sources that this is true, but I think I would have to see this to believe this. But there's a legend that underground, there that there is a channel all the way from the river to downtown that used to supply water to all the mills here that was specifically built. It's like a giant water channel under underground. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I don't know if it's true. Now, this will be your next phase of podcast will be uh, Rock Hill myth busting. Myth busting. Yeah. Well, it should be a video cast because I want to have on a helmet with a light and those don't translate well over radio. Are you prepared to do that? Yeah. Because I am wearing one of those helmets now, and you, you thousands of listeners probably don't even notice. <laughs> it looks really good it does. for anybody that's wondering. Yeah. It's a very attractive helmet. <laughs> but that would be good. It's got good lines. Yeah. Rock Hill, Myth, Boston. I mean, it's a it's an interesting town. That's for sure. Lots of old buildings. You know, there's a uh, building over here, the Cobb. Uh, the Cobb House? Cobb House. Uh-huh. Okay, well, in the Cobb House, or right beside the Cobb House or something, uh, they recorded a bunch of uh, music 
that was like country bluegrass kind of music, and there's some legendary musicians that recorded right over there, way back in like the 20s or 30s. So it was like a ghost thing? No, they weren't ghosts. They were real Oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's My mind is so involved in ghosts. I was like, was that a ghost story? Yeah, right. Okay, okay so that's no, really they interesting. They did it when they were alive back in the 30s. So I was back into like the paranormal yeah, the right. thing. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah, there's all kinds of gems like that if, that we need to bring back as part of the active culture of this place. Hey, I'm a Rockillian now, so I'm excited yeah. to... Rockillian is what Rockillian? Okay, I like that better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know more all the time about the city because I, well, I should learn as much as I can since I'm not going to leave like a four block radius. Right, exactly. For, yeah, if, you, if you don't get out much, then you need some more well, to do. But that's what, you know, I am out. I'm out all the time. Y'all right, see me true. here every day. That's true. Yeah. And then if I'm not, I'm down the street. Yeah. So, it's well, good. Well, do you ever make any of the, uh, like, arts events? Uh, you know, what, I make whatever I can, really. I mean, any sort. You know, I was always really sad that they let go of Main Street Live because I loved Main Street okay, Live. Yeah. Um, I don't. You know, the St. Patty's thing they did. I know they've got all these other arts events, and I never know about them in time, really. Yeah. yeah. The Arts Council is pretty active, and uh, you know, Mike Gentry does uh, shows in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever go. I've been to uh, some of those, actually, with uh, some of our mutual friends. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it was some screaming rock. Oh yeah. It, it was it was good. I mean, it, as far as screaming rock goes, I'm sure they were very talented. Yeah. So screaming rock isn't exactly your. Well, I just you know understanding lyrics isn't like a huge priority, but like it's the whole singing along thing. Right. I can't sing along to that. You could just scream. You <laughs> could try. Yeah. I think you need like some serious talent there to. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I can't do it. But uh, you know, so um, I just realized that I hadn't talked to you about this, but. Um, so I'm not an athletic girl by any means, but we are doing the bed race. It'll be the fourth year that I've done the bed race here. So what's the bed race? It's Come See Me. It's down Main Street. Okay. It's for the Family Promise, which is right up the street. And I, I sell to, you know, all sorts of mattress companies. Dozens. A dozen, maybe. Let's be a little more realistic. But um, anyway, so you, five, four people push me down a ding-dang hill, and I get in this bed, put my pajamas on real quick, Put a helmet. No, this year I can have my helmet on ahead of time. And, I mean, I go as fast as they can hold on and push me down this hill. <laughs> That's hilarious. It is. I'm, I love that that is my only, like, athletic so feat. how did this uh, come about? Uh, as a joke, uh, my boss, you know, I was this little intern. I was funny. I was spunky. He was like, you're going to do this. And, of course, I resisted. And then so every year it comes back up and comes back up. We have a great bed built by the mechanics at Spring Screen. Cool. Yeah. Center. Yeah. Uh, Judy Moore helped plan us this great bed. We're actually redoing the bed this year because we have, you know, at Springs a digital printer, which, oh, right. you know, why not put something on a bed that no one else could? Yeah. And so you, you film this and promote uh, it? There are definitely some videos of it, for sure, but I think they're like grainy cell phone videos. I mean, I, I go really fast. I bet. So, yeah. I mean, what's the benefit to Springs uh, to Well, more or less, honestly... I like doing it because all these pictures, it's kind of silly, and then all these, you know, I'm in, I do a lot of sales, so uh, this sort of picture and like doing this yeah. is always like a funny way for us to just sort of break the ice and get yeah. back in front of somebody. So, you know, Scott can sort of secretly forward it to somebody, or right. you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're getting emails, they think it's and we're having a conversation that we didn't have before. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love stuff like that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's the unquantifiable stuff that you do. Like Absolutely. That. And so it's, I might pass the torch maybe next year, but... Maybe not, because it is fun. I mean, 
hilarious. You do that down Main Street? You do, there actually, there's uh, tons of uh, pine straw bales that they'll put at the bottom. Because, I mean, you know, if they let go of me, I mean, there's, you know, Dave Lyle. And right, then if yeah. I survive Dave Lyle, there's the train tracks. Right. So, I mean, I I don't know how fa- It'd be interesting to know how fast I end up going. But it's, it's fast enough to where your, like, eyes get a little watery. That's hilarious. And I and get up and hold on and, and go, go, go. So how does this raise money? Are people paying? Uh, yeah, we have to pay to enter and sponsor. Okay. And then we try and raise money. And okay. people buy tickets to support the bed. So it's promotional. And then... It's the same day, so I get done with the bed race, and then it's time for the um, tailgate at the lake. So it's a great day. That's coming up soon. It'll, it's April 25th. April 25th. And that's part of Come See Me. Come See Me is like a week, right? Mm-hmm. I think the beach bash is the 17th. Okay. Hmm. And I'm not paid by the Come See Me people. I just love Rock Hill, and I love Come See Me. You just love to go fast on beds. I love to go fast on beds. And I love having like a big function out here downtown. Like it's, yeah. Beach Bash is so much fun. I mean, I, y'all might think it's annoying because y'all's parking probably gets all messed up. Oh, it doesn't and, bother me, yeah. I'm glad there's activity. Yeah. Anytime something's going on, I'm happy about it. And it's a blast. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I always get a new dress or something. Yeah. Something fun. I have to leave the four o'clock radius that I'm used to. Right. That's true. Oh, yeah, because there's nowhere around here to buy actually, dresses. Actually, I just realized that I absolutely, no, there's songs, but uh, I actually just, Actually, I completely shop online now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I died. New world. Huh? I haven't left. Yeah. I went to the Earth Fair today. I mean, that's that's it. And that's like a mile away. I know. Yeah. That's it. I won't. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, tomorrow, I can't imagine needing to go anywhere else. No. Saturday, why even bother? And So do you ever go up to Charlotte for entertainment? Um, The Charlotte's a tricky thing. Um, if I have a place to stay... Uh, or have a ride, you know. I'm gonna sit and drink Bellinis and our glasses of wine. I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere where I'm gonna have to drive. No. No. If I have a ride, that's completely different. But um, no. The last place I really went out and had fun that wasn't Rock Hill. Or, and, and let me just preface by saying that I get to travel for work pretty extensively. Okay. So, you know, Vegas I think ten times in four years. I mean. Okay. Uh, well, I just got back from Nashville at a wheelchair show. So I get to go out and have fun other places. But, um, that, so I went to Baxter. That was like the last thing I did, I think, for St. Patty's Day. I mean, that was... Okay, yeah. So you travel a lot, and therefore when you're, when you're home, you just like to be in your comfortable neighborhood. It's really kind of an interesting duality that I live as somewhat of a lonely traveling salesperson. And I, mean, I travel a fraction of what other people at the company probably travel, but... So that, sort of sitting by yourself in the airport bar, and then, you know, being here in Rock Hill, which, you know, I couldn't walk, you know, I couldn't go an hour in this bar without seeing five people that I knew. Right, exactly, yeah. I love that kind of cheers uh, I, do too. And then I love kind of the mystique of sort of being unknown other places. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. means I can be really bad and say the <laughs> F word. No, I'm just kidding. I've never said that. You mean fart? Yeah, fart. No, whatever. But yeah, so that part is really fun. Like Nashville is great. So and I'm not always the smartest. I went off Nashville and went to Al's Boots and danced with some old man for hours. (laughs) He just turned me around. It was so much fun. And of course, if I like called my father and told him that, he'd be like, "What the hell are you thinking, Caroline?" So we're in public place, Dad. I hopped into a cab. Everything was fine. But yeah, and then come back here. And I used to, when I first moved to Rock Hill and I didn't know anybody, I actually would sit and read a book. 
And I would sit and just read. I'd sit in McHale's on a Friday night and read a book for hours. And I loved it because I'd keep bringing me wine. Right. And um, Making people watch, read, people watch, yeah. read. But I'm like a pretty avid reader. And so, um, you know, I'd have like, you know, maybe certain fellas come up and try and talk to me or something. And maybe they thought it was like for show. But there's one thing you know about a reader. If you see that they've got four pages left in that book, oh, you definitely don't freaking talk to them. Yeah. They don't want to talk to you. Yeah. That's bad timing. Yeah, I mean, I literally have to be like, listen. You know what? A better strategy would have been for these for these young bows would have been just right after you finish, give you a second read and walk up and say, tell me what you loved about that book. That would have been perfect. Yeah, because then you would have unloaded all your thoughts and ideas about the book you read, and they would have sat there listening. They would have, and I would have been like, God, a man that'll listen to me. You must, well, either you're partially deaf or you really were interested. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, these guys would really, I mean, think that, like, I must be bored or I must be, I must not have any, well, I didn't have any friends, but, you know. But you had the potential of having friends. I mean, you've had friends before. Yeah, I have. I've never had problems making friends, <laughs> no. But it was, you know, like, they thought they were, like, rescuing me from, like, from your book, from uncertain your book. boredom doom, you know. <laughs> No, I'm, I remember one time this one particular fellow, I mean, he came up and tried to tell me that he was in the FBI. Wow. The other F word. The other F word, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, well, either you're going to arrest me or you're going to leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your two options. <laughs> oh, that was for fun times. That's funny. Yeah, the first place I ever lived was actually off on Anifral. Okay. Which I don't know if you know where that is. I it's do. right down White Street. and Yeah, that's White Street. And, uh... I would always, I'd come, park my car, have a great night, take a cab home, walk back the next day, get my car, and... Yeah, get some exercise. Mm -hmm. Sunny, exercise. beautiful day. Yeah. I love all the little mill houses. I think they're great. You know, that area, um, it's interesting that people are no longer, because the, the Gen X generation, like my generation, a little bit older than me, it was all about getting the biggest house you could possibly get, you know, and now it's like being in the community you want to be in and the house can be smaller as long as everything's nice and clean and I mean you know you can have a nice small house nice I'm all kitchen, about nice character house. and charm and, yeah yeah so the all these uh, mill neighborhoods could really be turned into really cool neighborhoods with smaller homes in them. Mm -hmm. you know I think that would be great for this community uh, the little house I lived in was pro I mean it was two bedrooms it had not I mean it could have used some remod work maybe but it had a brand new floor and it was, I loved it. I was there for about two and a half, maybe, sorry, about three years. Two and a half, three years and one was my bedroom and the other room was my Mariah Carey closet. I have a lot of clothes. Walk in, I mean, it was dreamy, honestly. Yeah, so you had a whole bedroom as a closet? I did, I did. I still do, I do now too. My wife would be quite jealous. She and I share a little tiny closet and uh, yeah, so. That's one thing we want. And, uh, what are you doing to that better. woman? I know, I know. She needs a better phone. I'm working on it. Really, you don't need to. Just get her a rolling rack. <laughs> I don't. You like pictures on your walls. I don't need any pictures on my walls. I like just seeing my beautiful clothes. Right. What, what was that? Carrie? What's her face? That is very Sex in the City esque yeah, thing to say. She yes. She said, uh, I like my money where I can see it in yeah. my closet. There you go. That, what have you been watching on your weekends? <laughs> We're actually doing it. That's funny you say that. We're doing a couple projects with Springs Creative that mm -hmm. have us in the world of fashion, so we're doing a lot of uh, the research. Yeah. So that one in uh, boot tights. Uh huh. We're working with Shelby. 
Mm-hmm. And doing boot tights, so. Have you gotten your wife a pair of boot tights? I have not. You should. Scoop her up some. See, I need to. Well, unfortunately, now we're getting to the weather where you're not going to want to wear them. I know, yeah, that's right. We need to find a way to have spring be successful with boot tights. In the summer, too. Summer, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, I guess boot tight needs to have some sort of swimwear line. Swimwear yeah. boot tight. Yeah, Speaking I don't know how that. you wear with your bikini. Yeah. It's all one unit now. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> Did y'all ever um, do anything with True Timber and Rusty Sellers? No. Um, we, are you familiar with the name I True am, Timber? Yeah. We looked into that site, but didn't do anything with it. Yeah, well, their site's pretty. You can see all the types of camo they have. and uh, well, some, I couldn't see it. There weren't any products there. Oh, they don't have any products? I, I'm joking. Oh, okay. Camo, yeah. I was about to say. Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, so um, when I. Th- what was it? I don't know. Maybe a year into work, I found out that they had camo bikinis. Oh wow! And I called Rusty Seller and I was like, Rusty, I really want a camo bikini. You know, I'm going to the beach with my girlfriends. This would be like, this is really before like camo like blew up. Right. Yeah. This would be great. It'll be awesome. That's the, yeah. Did you get one? Uh, well, actually, he was a really nice gentleman about it. It's literally probably the tiniest bikini I've ever seen, <laughs> maybe for a small child. Right. And uh, he actually, with, in a nice way, sent me the size I asked for and then sent me the largest size That's they had. Nice. Yeah, just as a backup, Caroline, yeah. <laughs> or when your ass falls out. Yeah, which may or may not have happened. I don't know, but yeah. Those, and, then, so, and those were designed, I think, by his wife, Paige. So Rusty Sellers is a lucky man. Uh, yeah. Um, the, what is it? Nickel store down uh, mm-hmm. south of Rock Hill. They've got uh, camo lingerie and bikinis and all that stuff. Well, do you think every? Do you think like the husband or the significant other always makes that joke too that you just made about? Can't see I, I can't see. I'm sure. I'm sure. You're a floating head, baby. I like I, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, once you once you have uh, children like myself, you become a dad and you start making. You have to you have to make the jokes that like. Everybody makes. It's like you have a responsibility. You have to cornball it up. Yeah. So like, if, if for example, if there's a car being given away at, at an event or something, and there's a model standing beside it, you have to say, "So, do you come with the car?" <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you have to. It's mandatory once you have children. That's interesting. My yeah. father would probably agree. Yeah. My father always used to say, when, "He's an entrepreneur in Durham, and I love him very much." And he would always say. Someone would ask him how he's doing, and you know he'd be in back in his chair and doing his sales pitch, and he'd go, "Well, for a poor boy here in Durham, I'm doing all right." And I, I freaking caught myself saying it That's the awesome. other day. Yeah. I said, "For a poor girl here in Rock Hill, I'm yeah. doing." It's like, where does, what? No one, no one even thinks that. Yeah. That's insane. It happens. It does. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, too. Yeah, it's just a relaxed conversation, you know, with someone who has chosen to move here. And it, and it such a proves what I said. It validates what I said in Atlanta um, when I was speaking at this conference. That here I am talking to them about, uh, it's the National Main Streets Conference, and we're talking about revitalizing downtown mm-hmm. and how that brings millennial-aged talent to your community. But then I made the point that if you don't have the innovation side of your traditional industries creating jobs that are innovative jobs, then the, the millennials will have to leave because there's nowhere for them to work. And so you're it's such a perfect example of that. It's like you came here because you were offered 
an opportunity at an innovative company that's in textiles, and then you stayed because you became part of the village. I mean, is that fair? That is, and you know, I was in Boone for six years. I never would have wanted to leave there, but then there was no industry in which I could have thrived. Exactly, so there you love the village, but then you had to uh, leave because there was no industry. Right. And that was the point I was making Monday. I was like, you gotta have both. Mm -hmm. Because let's say you came to Rock Hill and you got this job, but there was no village, no community to engage with. You'd have had to, you would have left. I would definitely live somewhere else and not contribute, yeah. Right, exactly. So you gotta have both. If our community's gonna be successful, if any community's gonna be su successful in recruiting and retaining millennial age talent and drive the new economy, you have to have a cultural village and you have to have innovative jobs in all your sectors going around the town. You know? That's the formula. So you are a poster child of that, and that's why we appreciate having you on the podcast. Well, thank you very much. Well, see you all soon. See you next week. All right. Bye, everybody.